And turning back to the economy section for our GMS-focused topic this morning, China's GDP picked up pace, expanding 4.5% in the first quarter of this year. The country's economy recovered at a faster pace than expected as the end of the strict COVID-19 curves lifted investment and spending. But economists warn it's not just yet a moment of relief as headwinds from the global economic slowdown point to a bumpy road ahead. On today's GMS Focus, we dissect the Chinese economy and its impact on South Korea and the rest of the world. For this, we're joined by Professor Yang Jun-sok at the Catholic University of Korea. Good morning, Professor Yang. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. So the big question remains, will the strong recovery continue in the latter half of 2023? Can you first explain to our listeners the factors that led to China's stronger-than-expected GDP growth? Okay, well, as you mentioned, China's growth for the first quarter, and this is year-on-year, so over the last 12 months up to uh, March of uh, uh, 2023, that was 4.5 percent. That was higher than the uh, estimate of 4.0 percent that analysts had. Uh, if you look at quarter-to-quarter growth, so just for the uh, first quarter of 2023, that was 2.2 percent. Uh, so you can see that most of the growth uh, in the 12, month, uh, 12 months took actually took place in the uh, first quarter of this year. Uh, now, analysts warn that the uh, growth is uneven and it remains in early stages. Uh, and a lot of this growth came because of uh, end of the uh, shutdown and lockdown for COVID. Uh, and uh, if you look at just the March numbers, then you can see that the first quarter growth for China was driven by retail sales and exports. Uh, exports grew by 14.8% year-on-year in March. Uh, it beat the uh, market expectations by full five percentage points. Retail sales rose by 10.6% in March. It exceeded the uh, uh, market estimates of uh, 7.5%. Uh, but note that there, uh, some of this is bounce-back effect since retail sales were actually held downwards artificially due to COVID shutdowns. Mm. Uh, value added for services overall for the first quarter rose by 5.4% year-on-year. So services uh, was a big part of China's recovery. Industrial production seems to be recovering gradually. Uh, industrial output for companies with income over 20 million yuan uh, rose by uh, 3.0% year-on-year, and the uh, value added rose by 3.9% uh, in the first quarter. That's higher than the fourth quarter, but below expectations. Uh, so, and for the uh, first quarter, public sector fixed asset investment rose by 10%, uh, but private, inve- private investment only grew by 0.6%. Mm-hmm. So, again, uh, the uh, recovery seems to be based on export mm-hmm. uh, services and government uh, spe- uh, investment rather than private investment. Question remains on whether the uh, strong recovery will continue for the rest of 2023. Uh, most analysts do believe that government goal of 5% is well within reach, uh, but there's some discussion on whether it will require a uh, additional government spending toward the uh, second half of the year or whether they can do it without uh, additional expand, uh, expansionary measures. But currently, Bank of China and the Chinese government has not announced any additional changes in their uh, policies, no additional interest rate cuts, and no additional 
uh, spending increases beyond what they've already announced. And of course, right here at home for us, uh, hopes are tied to whether or not this would have a positive impact on South Korea's economy. The IMF actually trimmed its growth outlook for South Korea to 1.5% for this year, while projecting the global growth is slow to 2.8%, warning that the fog will thicken. What does China's first quarter GDP data actually mean, imply for South Korea and the rest of the world facing high levels of uncertainties? Well, while it's too uh, soon to draw conclusions, uh, the fact that Chinese exports went up without corresponding increase in Korean exports is disappointing. Exports to China in March fell by 33.4% compared to March last year, even though, they, uh, even though Chinese exports went up. Uh, but Chinese exports uh, have still not caught up to the uh, monetary levels of 2022. Uh, a lot of this is the uh, recovery effect from the uh, lockdowns. Uh, the uh, Chinese growth seems to be weighted towards services for now. Uh, and this is not unusual after shutdowns and lockdowns and the end of distancing and mass mandates. Both Korea and U.S. had had large growth and consumption of services. So this may be what we're seeing in China. But if Chinese growth remains weighted on services, Korean exports to China may not become a beneficiary of Chinese growth. Uh, Bank of Korea published a uh, report last week, and it shows that uh, if Chinese growth is weighted toward manufacturing, one percentage uh, point growth in China will lead to 0.11 percentage point growth for China. But if growth is weighted toward services, then one percent point growth in China will only lead to about 0.08 percentage point growth for uh, Korea. Uh, so part of the fact that the uh, impact for Korea uh, is lessened from Chinese growth, maybe that right now at least it is heavily weighted toward uh, services. Mm-hmm. And the reason is the uh, reason why Korea, uh, Korea uh, growth is lower if the uh, Chinese growth uh, is weighted towards services is that the uh, Korean exports to China is weighted toward intermediate goods. Uh, uh, intermediate goods account for about 80% of exports to China, especially semiconductors. Uh, Korean exports of consumption goods to China is considerably less. It's less than 5%. Uh, that's partially because of informal trade barriers by Chinese government. Uh, that was set up after the uh, THAAD missile placement in uh, Korea. Uh, now, Korean strategy of exporting intermediate parts is beneficial when uh, China, when the uh, global trade growth is growing and when China faces perhaps a domestic economic slowdown. But right now, it's practically the other way around. Mm. Uh, the uh, globe is facing a uh, trade slowdown while the the Chinese domestic economy seems to be booming through uh, services. That means uh, Korean strategy of exporting intermediate goods is not really successful here. Uh, but IMF did report that it expects China to act as an engine uh, uh, for global growth for the next few years. In the uh, latest issue of IMF World Economic Outlook, between now and 2028, China is expected to account for about 22.6% of global total production, with India in the second place at 12.9%, and U.S. in the third place with 11.3%. So, at least in terms of global production, 
China will uh, China's share will be nearly twice the uh, U.S. share, mm. and half the global growth, according to IMF, will be due to China, India, U.S., and Indonesia. Just those four countries. Uh, so China is expected to have a higher growth uh, than uh, average global growth, uh, but the average global growth itself may be lackluster for the next couple of years. Professor Yang, we also want to pick your brain on the value of the local currency. Uh, It continues to fluctuate amid Korea's falling exports and increasing trade deficit. The Korean won broke the uh, 1,330 ceiling last week. That's the highest this year, and this is despite the weakening U.S. dollar. What do you make of this, and would China's strong recovery have an impact on the currency trend? Well, uh, China, uh, the uh, uh, pattern seems to be that the Asian currencies are losing value against the United States, while European uh, currencies are gaining value uh, So, the against the U.S. dollar. Uh, so in the last month, uh, last 30 days, U.S. dollar lost 1.7% uh, of its value against the British pound, uh, lost 2.13% of its value against the euro, but it strengthened against Asian currencies, gained 0.37% against the Chinese yuan, and gained 2.9% against the uh, Japanese uh, yen. Uh, Korea has lost slightly more than the Chi- uh, Japanese yen, 3.0%. Uh, Year to date, the uh, numbers are slightly worse for Korea, while uh, Chinese yuan uh, was basically neutral. Great British pound and euro gained against the dollar. Korean won lost about 5.8% of its value. That's even worse than Japanese yen, at, uh, which lost 2.8% of its value. Now, one of the reasons why uh, this is happening is because the, uh, the uh, Silicon Valley bank uh, bank run, uh, when that happened, well, whenever global uh, financial environment is... In, uh, problematic, uh, the uh, global investors uh, skip to say what they call safe currencies, safe investment. That's usually investments in the United States, investments denominated in the U.S. dollar. But this time, because the uh, Silicon Valley Bank and the global instability uh, took place in the United States, and there were some questions on the uh, stability of the uh, U.S. Uh, financial market, the money went elsewhere, uh, mm-hmm. and it seems that it went mostly to Europe uh, because that is the uh, second safest uh, class of uh, investment next to the U.S. dollar. Uh, and then there's multiple reasons why it hit Korea particularly worse than other countries. Uh, first is the interest rate reversals. Mm-hmm. Uh, interest rates in Korea are lower than the United States. And the won was expected to lose value against the U.S. dollar anyway. And U.S. had raised its interest rates in March and is expected to raise it again in May, while Korea held rates steady in April. And the current bet is that Bank of Korea will hold the rates again in their next meeting in May 25th. Uh, But then uh, there's also the fact that Korean domestic economy has been growing slower than expected. Uh, And then... Uh, the, uh, especially the uh, Korea trade accounts and current accounts for the uh, year so far has been in the negative for the uh, first time in 11 years. The current account has been in the red for two straight months. Uh, and 
trade figures for March show that lower trade deficit than uh, May uh, than uh, February, excuse me. But the uh, so the uh, current account is likely to remain in the red for March as well, but maybe slightly lower than February. Uh, and then uh, Korea is much more dependent on trade than China or Japan. Uh, even though the absolute value for China and Japan may be larger. The uh, share of exports in Japan's GDP is only about 18% in recent years. The share of exports in China is only about uh, 20% in recent years. But Korea is, uh, the share of exports in GDP is about 42%. Mm. Uh, so the global slow da- uh, trade slowdown will affect Korea much more. And then Korea is also more reliant on foreign exports, foreign imports than other countries. For example, in the uh, daily imports for oil, Korea is ranked fourth, actually above uh, Japan, which has more population and the uh, bigger economy. Uh, So uh, less exports expected, but uh, perhaps not a dramatic fall in imports. uh, So that the uh, the the, uh, expectation is that current account will stay in the red or be in uh, may recover, but still weaker than previous years. And that is playing a downward force in the uh, 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 foreign exchange markets. Uh, Professor Young, our final question of the day. Now, despite the first quarter surprise, the economists are pointing out that the headwinds still hang over China's economic recovery. Uh, what is your take and how do you project China's growth down the road at least this year? Okay, well, China still has some fundamental problems. Uh, while the uh, exports in March were up by uh, 14.8% over last year, it's not clear if such export growth will continue. Uh, there is some indication that the uh, large growth in exports was because of firms, uh, Chinese firms, trying to uh, make uh, uh, make uh, extra efforts to uh, and their exports before the contract due date, so much of it was missed because of the uh, COVID shutdowns. Mm-hmm. So it's not entirely clear if that high pace of uh, ex- increase in exports will continue throughout the year. Uh, the uh, hidden bomb in the Chinese economy remains the construction and financial sectors. Uh, China's uh, construction, uh, domestic economy depends much on their uh, construction industry, but right now the uh, construction industry is tied down by having so much debt, uh, and that is tying down their financial sector as well, which is one reason why, while the uh, total asset investment was high in China for the first quarter, the total real estate investment uh, was actually fairly low. Uh, some analysts are betting that uh, because of this, the uh, Chinese government will initiate infrastructure investment in the latter part of the year as part of the fiscal stimulatory measures. Uh, but still, uh, the uh, this is uh, potentially one factor that can slow down China's economy uh, much in the uh, next few months or next few years. Uh, the uh, trade war with the United States, that's probably not going to, well, it's not going to help China, but it may not hurt China as much as a lot of people expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, chi- uh, U.S. trade deficit with China grew by 12.2% in last year. It's now uh, It was $948 billion, largest on record, and that was despite the uh, high tariffs and various uh, trade barriers thrown up by the United States. 
the uh, currently the IRA Act in the, of the United States and the uh, CHIPS Act of the United States uh, does limit uh, foreign companies' investments in China, mm-hmm. but that those are only for semiconductor and electric vehicle-related industries. Other industries are still wide open for foreign investment by American firms and firms of other countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, even there, uh, the American companies uh, do not seem to be willing to completely give up the Chinese market because it's just so big. Mm-hmm. So uh, the uh, U.S.-China trade war may not have that big an effect on Chinese exports. Mm-hmm. So it seems that analysts don't necessarily completely agree on whether China can achieve that 5% growth. Is that right? Right. And also, the uh, another p- problem is that even though overall Chinese uh, unemployment is about 5.3%, the unemployment for the young people, 16 to uh, 24 uh-huh. years uh, old, uh, they're in the uh, 20% range. And that is also weighing down China's economy, and that may also force China to have a stimulatory uh, policy toward the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. But we'll have to wait and see on that, uh, especially for the uh, monetary policy, because the Chinese government really don't want to encourage uh, the uh, Chinese economy to have more private debt, uh, mm-hmm. especially for the uh, construction firms. Thank you very much, Professor Young, for today's insights. We'll speak to you again next week. Thank you. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.